I grew up around a lot of music. And then um, I guess just having that kind of creative environment, it was kind of like a natural part of my everyday life. And then I always was interested in writing music and singing, but I was very shy and almost embarrassed about it because I didn't want to, I don't know, I didn't want to do that whole nepotistic thing that just felt really awkward. So I kept it a secret. And then my mum's friend overheard me singing, I think, in my room or something. And then she said, well, would you like to come and stay with me? And I know these people that write this music very similar to what you like. And I think just for fun, you should just come and see what happens. And I was very uh, hesitant and secretive about it. For some reason, I just felt very shy. And then um, the trip went really well and I kind of surprised myself. And then it kind of went from there. But I, I have journals from when I was really young and I was always writing poetry and stories. And so then I started to kind of implement writing as well as singing and it kind of just happened naturally that way and do you do you remember the first time that you sang in public uh yeah it was probably in a school play <laughs> your first video was five years ago wasn't it yes it was about it was about i'd say six years ago because i was playing little secret shows right before then so um but i'd always you know i'd sung on friends albums and I'd done some voiceover work and I'd been in the studio on and off for many years before that so I'd been around people in a public environment singing so it wasn't completely traumatizing although to actually finally get to a point where I was on a stage and there were people in a room specifically there just to see me it was a little bit um stressful I guess you could say yeah yeah I can I can imagine but what what are the artists and um records that really kind of stand out from like when you first kind of thought you know music is something that I really respond to well um definitely in my early teens it was Portishead Dummy uh Massive Attack Mezzanine Kate Bush Hounds of Love um Annie Lennox's Bear, Fiona Apple's title was a big one. Um, and then PJ Harvey, Is This Desire? Tricky Max and Quay. Um, trying to think what else. I really loved Jules' first album, Pieces of You. That was definitely on heavy rotation. And then um, Gold Trap Felt Mountain, I thought was pretty epic when I first heard that that was really influential because it kind of I don't know I feel like they took so many elements of kind of the list I just read to you and kind of put them all together and made it this kind of haunting really unusual experimental album at the time so yeah the, all of the all of those are some of my favorites and uh what which of those do you think kind of have had the most influence on what what you do as an artist well, I think just exploring the slightly unique song structure, like the way I write, I don't write typical structured pop song kind of, I guess, ingredients. I, I It's very instinctual. It's almost kind of, you know, I'll, I'll get little melodies and verses and choruses and stuff, and then I'll kind of feel that out and put them together in a more kind of structured way a bit later. But I also really love 
songs that aren't typical and that are a little bit unusual and that just kind of bring out a really interesting kind of kind of like you hear something from one of those tracks and you can't really put your finger on it about what it is that's kind of haunting and unusual about it but you're really drawn to it it's a little bit creepy but you can't help but be interested in finding out what exactly is creepy about it i kind of really love that element about a lot of those artists and then of course um you know artists like Addie Lennox that just bare their soul but are just like like hits you right in the gut when you hear her and it's just so powerful and she emotes so much and um and then there's PJ Harvey who's super raw the same as Fiona Apple um where it's almost like this amazing feminine energy of like being scorned and also like punches you in the face with their scorn in a really amazing way musically and I really love that and also I think Lauren Hill, um, the miseducation of Lauren Hill was a big influence for me too, because I've never really heard lyrics like that in regards to things like breakup and just, you know, feeling like no one's really teaching anyone how to actually express who they are and how they feel. And um, I thought that was really powerful for me as well. That was a really uh, amazing record. And so your, your new single, um, I've read that, that you wrote it in New York when you were kind of, I guess you were you were kind of feeling unsure about who you are. Is is that is that right? Yeah. And yeah, uh, I was in a really unhealthy situation with someone, and you know, I think when you're in your early twenties, you kind of peg your self-esteem and mood depending on if you feel like you're getting what you think you should be getting from someone else, you know. And then I feel like as you kind of grow into who, you know, getting more comfortable with who you are, you kind of don't allow people to determine that for you so it was kind of something that I wrote I was having horrible insomnia and I was just kind of feeling all over the place and really confused and it just was this funny little lullaby that I wrote so and it kind of grew from there and the producers that I work with definitely pushed for it to be a little heavier in parts and I was a little apprehensive about that and but I love the way it turned out so Yes, yeah, sounds great. And so does it, so writing for you, does it, does it start, you know, cause you're describing like quite a personal situation um, mm. and, uh, and that kind of helped you get over that. Um, but you know, how does it, how does it start? You know, if you're feeling, if you're feeling something, whether it's good or bad, um, cause obviously it's different for everybody. Some people literally sit down with their guitars and they're like, right, we're going to write a song today. Some people, melodies come to their head. Like, how does it start for you, that kind of songwriting process? Well, I've written in, you know, many different ways. Um, I think it really depends. It depends on what I hear that's inspired me. Like, I, I went to a park a couple of months ago here, and I was waiting for a friend, and there were people sitting that were playing some kind of old school hip hop on the stereo and then a little ice cream van drove by playing the little typical ice cream van music and then there were live musicians playing and like there were all these incredible sounds coming all together and it was super inspiring in this really kind of trippy way and I almost like wanted to run home and like start writing I mean it can be something really natural and random like that or I've you know got into sessions with someone with an acoustic guitar and we've, we've had a mission and an idea and a subject and we kind of do it that way um, I really try and be as diverse as I can in, in writing in general, because I think it's important to kind of push yourself um, into trying different ways creatively to kind of, you know, get maybe a result you never imagined you could get. 
Um, but I'd say the easiest thing for me is that I like to kind of come up with some samples or a rough idea um, and then just kind of go off by myself and then, you know, whatever happens, happens. Sometimes I kind of feel like it's not even me writing it, like something, I don't know, it's almost like channeling in a way. But um, yeah. yeah, I think it really, it really, I think it depends on your kind of mindset when you go into it, which way you want to do it. Yeah, for sure. And, and th this track, where did you, where did you record it? I recorded that in LA. I was kind of flying back and forth, but um, I wrote a lot of it in New York. And, and was this, um, and, and did you, did you produce the track, record it, you know, was it this pre-virus and pre-lockdown and all that? Oh yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> so, so you had this, you, you know, the plan for the release kind of um, already before the virus struck and has, has, the, has the virus impacted any, any gigging plans? Uh, yes, it has. Um, but we're getting creative. We're in rehearsals already. I'm going to do some live stream shows, which I think is going to be fun and different. Um, but you know, it's the way forward now. So when are you, when are you going to be live streaming? Uh, September. Oh, and are you, are you going to do it from home or are you going to do it from like the rehearsal? Oh, at a venue, I've got one booked for um, a venue and then another one, I think we're going to find a really kind of cool location and just make it very vibey and a little bit more intimate and so I'm looking forward to that. That's 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 cool yeah I mean it's good it's been good to see people getting on with it but it's a it's a strange situation um, and uh, yeah I don't know about you but I'm definitely missing um, being able to go to gigs and it's you know it's quite worrying just not knowing when they're going to be back everybody's postponing them till 2021 but who even knows. Um, I I mean, we tentatively have booked some shows for 2021, but who's to say, who's to say at this point? I, I hope they happen. That would be great. But, you know, uh, people are saying that live shows won't even go back to 2022. So Yeah, I read that. <laughs> well, I, occasionally, I Google live music every two weeks to sort of doom <laughs> monger is a saying. But um, so because your, your musical activity, you know, it started was 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 your first release raining gold yes it was yes and that's because that has that has um you know a lot of views on youtube and uh and quite an epic music video so i mean you know i, I want to move on to your, your more recent single um again after this but i was just you know how was that kind of jumping in so much at the deep end to to creating a video that epic and and you know Mine, Spencer Susser directed it and um, you know he's obviously very talented and good at what he does and he had a really specific idea and I was like okay I'm going to trust you because when he initially explained to me the storyline I said well that sounds a bit dismal and gruesome and I don't know and he's like no no trust me it's going to be great and so um, you know I was just fortunate to have a friend that was willing to kind of take a risk and it was a lot of fun and I really did not anticipate at all that it was going to get quite as many views. But um, yeah, yeah, I think really people thought I was quite dark and tortured or something. I don't know, because the video is a little bit like that. But um, I actually love it. I think it's a great video. So yeah, I thought it was really cool. Um, and, and, you know, it's very, very refreshing uh, in a way, you know, not that I'm knocking um, some videos, but it is refreshing to see um, videos in music that aren't just kind of like people posing on yachts and throwing around, you know. Or Charles Leotard 
<laughs> exactly. So, so, and then, and then I can change with a year later. Um, but so are you going to, are you going to follow up uh, this time with, with an album? Cause, cause yes, I have a completed album. Um, and obviously we kind of rethink just based on what's going on in the world right now, how that's going to be released. But, um, you know, I'm going to definitely have a full body of work out. I'd say by the, by next year, it'll all be out pretty much. So I'm looking forward to that. That's awesome. Are you, and are you going to, are you going to release things as singles, um, and then lead up to the full release? Um, I think so. Yes. Yes. That's the plan for now. Um, I, I don't know for some artists, I think releasing a, a whole album all at once doesn't really make sense. Cause I, I don't, I don't know many people, including myself anymore, unfortunately, that sit there and listen to a whole album, especially if someone that doesn't have a ton of work out there already. It just, yeah. I don't know. I concentration spans don't really exist much anymore. Well, yeah, I, I agree completely. And it's, it's so easy to, to sort of say, oh, you know, why, why won't you, why won't you listen to my full record? But at the same time, it's like, when was the last time that, anyone listen to a full record and uh, does that kind of frustrate you that um, the way that music is consumed now because as a consumer we're all guilty of it but then sometimes the rare instance where you do manage to sit down and read a whole book or listen to a right. whole so it's just so much better so much more rewarding and I was thinking about that last night because I was just kind of sorting out my Spotify playlist and whatnot and I was looking at some of the music that I used to listen to and you know I kind of started listening to um pj harvey's is this desire actually and i was like shit i remember listening to this as a teenager and just being completely transported into another world like in my room listening to this album over and over again and it just is a magical thing especially when you're younger to have that connection to a body of work like that which i feel like you know not to sound like a fuddy-duddy but i feel like young people these days kind of missing out on that a bit maybe yeah. i don't know i think but it's i think they are because it's not logical to listen to an album it mm -hmm. would be complete you know you have to be a bit kind of alternative like most people just probably listen to like spotify hot hits or or, or you know the global top 50 on on spotify yeah totally yeah and, and also, you know, so when you were looking at your, through your Spotify playlist, did you have kind of things that you'd been meaning to listen to that you hadn't got around to yet or like? Yes. So that... Yeah, there's, there's definitely a, a, a couple albums that I'm kind of like, oh, I really want to sit down and like give this what it deserves and listen to this in a way that I would want someone to listen, you know, to something I put my blood, sweat and tears into. But um, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I definitely want to get back into making myself do that basically, you know, listening to a whole album is a great thing to be able to do. So. And do you, so do you think that the, the album as a, as an art form will ever, I mean, it's, I mean, it can, it can pretty much never die out. Um, but do you, you know, what, what's the most recent record that you can think of um, that, that that's like a classic record or even just one that really kind of, got to you in the same way that like, you know, those artists who are primarily from the 90s. I mean, what was the last album that I listened to back to back recently, recently? I guess it was probably Little Dragon's record. I think it was, um, 
God, I think it was two records ago. I can't remember. I think it's called Ultraviolet or something. And I was driving to Palm Springs at the time and um, I listened to the whole album and I was just like, this is effing great. I love it. And then, you know, you get attached to certain songs and just listen to them over and over and over again. And they kind of become part of a memory of where you were and what you were doing. And, you know, that never leaves. So yeah, it was probably definitely Little Dragon. And, and do, you, do you think that, um, do you think that gigging and, and live music, you know, if that goes away, uh, do you think that as many people are, are going to want to try and become, you know, pop stars and rock stars and, and artists, do you think the same amount of music will be made? Because I mean, I, I read after lockdown started, mm. you know, Spotify had seen something like a, some ridiculous increase in uploads, 400% or something. So obviously, you know, everybody had gone home and started saying, okay, right, I'm going to finally release my single. But I guess that's kind of flattened out now. Do you think without the, with, without the live element, you know, you personally, is it the live element that draws you or would you always want to express yourself through songwriting? Well, I think it's just such a, an organic part of who I am. I can't really imagine not being able to do that, even if it, you know, and it's not basically what I'm saying is I think certain artists do this because that's just what they do and that's just who they are, whether it gets to a billion people or 10 people. So I, I think that, you know, people that have that inside of them will always create as far as the live element of affecting things. I mean, I, I hope we get back to being able to go to shows and people gathering and enjoying music. And I mean, there's nothing more incredible than going to a show and looking around and everyone's enjoying the same song. And, you know, like to lose that would be devastating. But I, I think, you know, humans are adaptable. And I think, you know, creativity is not going anywhere anytime soon. And I think people will find a way however that may be to express themselves and still get some of that same experience that you get from live shows. I mean, that's what everyone's trying to do right now with the live streaming shows. So I have hope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, and, uh, and it would be great to see, see your live, live stream shows in, in September. But so with Shared Something with the Night, um, mm -hmm. that's, it's, been, it's been like, um, four, has it been four years since the last time? Yeah. You so how, how come you, you, you took so long off, having made like a, a really good start? Well, um, I unfortunately at the time had some um, issues with my representation and things got really messy. And, you know, I think when you're in a certain position, it can sometimes attract people with not necessarily the best intentions, you know, I think more ulterior motives and things like that. And so, you know, I got entangled in, in those issues. Um, and then I think, you know, when you're, when you're pretty sensitive and you're a creative, those things kind of go hand in hand. And I think when you deal back to back with a lot of those kinds of situations, you can kind of get to a point where you're like, okay, what is going on here? Is this worth it? Am I doing something wrong? How do I just do what I know I can do with integrity and, um, hopefully, you know, find people that I can trust that can help me get this out there and do this the right way. I mean, it, it took me a while and, you know, legally there were some issues. And so it was just kind of a mess. And, you know, before you know it, time goes by and you're like, shit, but you know, in a, 
also during that time met some incredible writers and producers that I ended up finishing an album with that I'm really proud of and really excited about. And I kind of ventured into some different territories music wise that I, you know, was really surprised by. So I think all in all, looking back on it, it you know, it wasn't the end of the world. Was it ideal? No, but I'm just happy to finally have a completed album and, you know, to get it out there. So. When did you start rec recording um, the new record? Um, I started recording the new record in 2018. Um, at the end of 2017, I started writing and then we started recording in 2018. Okay, so you, so in actual fact, even though, you know, it was like, like supposedly a four year gap, it was actually a much shorter gap. Mm. When you kind of picking yeah. yourself up again, that's actually a very short gap between what sounds like an absolute nightmare Yes. <laughs> again and start starting off and like yeah. and so during that time when it was like you know you were in, involved in those kind of complications you, you mentioned you kind of like is this worth it and stuff what was there ever a time where you're like did, did you ever get like music out as it, as, as it were like uh, yeah I think that can happen especially I, I think sometimes I, I mean I'm sure you come across this with other musicians and artists and stuff before where it's like you lose your ears for your own music when you're so close to something you kind of need to take a break um and you know I've gone through periods like that and I've also gone through periods like that which is music in general um because I just get too heady about it and, and things like that but um it, it's never anything permanent it's very much an intended break um I never got to a point where I was like oh I just you know, I can't do this because it's just so part of who I am. I, I can't imagine even having any type of happiness in my life without being able to have music in my life in some capacity. So, well, I mean, I I completely agree with that in in the sense that I can can't imagine life without music. But having said that, there've definitely been times when everybody gets in situations that can that can be difficult and you know something like people maybe taking advantage of you or, or whatever like when you're trying to do your best and release your art like it's it's very good to see that you you've kind of moved past that and are about to release your first album um yes and beyond, beyond this what, what do you reckon you're going to do are you um you've got the live streams coming up um album next year are, are you still writing um yes i start writing pretty soon i think after the live stream shows um and then yeah i just i i always like to keep writing even if i'm in the middle of promoting something or you know i think that's important um even if it's you know not the best work i think it's important to kind of keep that muscle strengthened and to keep you know meeting different types of people that you wouldn't necessarily have thought of collaborating with i think that's always really interesting when you're both from two different worlds musically I think some of the most amazing stuff can kind of come together that way. So, and and in terms of your voice, like, do you, do you have to do stuff to take care of that? Do you do you do like all the vocal warm ups and stuff, or is it something that just comes completely naturally to you? Um, yeah, I mean, I I grew up taking a lot of music and vocal music theory, and so you know, I always like to kind of make sure that you know I'm keeping in shape in that way. Um, although sometimes it's great to have a break. But it is, you know, it's it's half and half. Yes, it comes naturally, and yes, it's important to maintain it as well. I mean, that's just in my, in my situation. So, 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you get pe people giving totally different answers to that, but it's yeah, always really, always really interesting to hear. Well, Amy, thank you so much for taking the time for doing this. Um, and I, I always finish with, uh, with a question, which is um, who, if you were, because the series is called Greatest Music of All Time, if you were to name the three greatest, your three favorite artists of all time, who would they be? So you've, you've, you've named some amazing, amazing artists earlier in the, in, in the interview, but you know, if you just had to choose three, or, um, who would they be? Wow, that's a tough one. Um, definitely Kate Bush, um, Annie Lennox, and PJ Harvey. That's just my personal favorites. They're, they're all icons, and we've interviewed Annie Lennox for this, so it was that, that was an incredible, incredible interview. And uh, we we need to get we need to get more women in the series because we we it's been too male dominated. It was going to be. Oh. It was going to be season one male artists, season two female artists, but then coronavirus happened. Ah. So um, thank you so much for coming, for coming on the show because, you know, <laughs> I can't be seen to, to not have the right balance. And of course, as you've just proven with your answers, there are just as many good girls as there are boys. <laughs>